Hello and welcome back to Once Upon... <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> Do you want to try that again? Hello and welcome back to Show Me The Podcast. <laughs> uh, myself and Harry uh, are back because we took a little break, but we've decided we want to talk film again. That's a great thing about podcasting. You can come back to it when needed. And yeah, so we've decided to... Um, get back into it with the old film and TV stuff. That's right. We had uh, a little break and I won't... So, well, we just kind of, well, let's just be honest. We just felt... We lost our love for it. We lost our love for it. But I don't think that's just us. I mm. think, obviously, during the past 18 months plus mm. that the whole world's been going through, what with COVID-19, um, film's just gone through a bit of a weird one. Oh, God, yeah, because we didn't get to go to the pictures and... <laughs> Why does everyone laugh when I say pictures? It's just quite old school. It's retro, I love it. It's fine. Oh, well, I'm old school. <laughs> um, yeah, I spoke. I can tell you the last time I was there. I can. Um, I went to see Tenet last year, and it felt really weird. I feel like I went to see a Marvel film. I feel like that's what I saw last in the really? cinema. That was your last one. I think so. Whoa. I don't think I've been since COVID. Wow. Maybe it was Endgame. Well, that was like quite a bit. That was a few months before COVID. Yeah, I think that was the last time I went to the cinema. Crikey. Wow. Crikey. Crikey, mate. I watch a lot of Home and Away. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. Um, but yeah, so we decided, we've been chatting a lot about films and TV lately, so we thought we'd um, come back. But if if you kind of want a bit of an idea of who we are, go mm-hmm. back to maybe the first few episodes, especially the first one. Ignore the intro. Um, we, we cringe. <laughs> Me cringe. Yeah, you made me do that. I know. I, I know. know. And I, I, was I, I was like, "Why didn't you use your voice, Lorraine, and tell her no?" <laughs> I yeah. bullied into it. Oh, behave! If you, if you don't want to do something, you don't do it. So you must. No, that up. moment I felt like I had to because you were the pro. <laughs> I'd never podcast podcasted before in my life. I know, but I never listened really that many to podcasts, and you had. Okay, so I felt like you knew what you were talking about. Obviously not, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I bet you guys have missed this dynamic. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so yeah, so we thought we'd come back and, you know, we're going to talk about films and TV. And of course, we're going to talk about the latest things that we've kind of watched and mm-hmm. done and read and blah, blah. <laughs> well, so it's been nine months. Um, what have you been doing in that time? Did you have a baby? No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> You're here in nine months. You had a baby forward. though. Yeah, but not the last nine months. She's no, five. I mean the podcast baby. Oh, I did have a podcast baby. <laughs> I did have a podcast baby. It's a horror podcast called Once Upon a Nightmare. I did do true crime and then I just went solely to horror. Although, because I like... Um, if you've listened to any of our episodes, it's probably come up maybe once that I'm into true crime. Um, and so now really? I... Just once? Yeah. So now I can do films that are based on true crime. 
And so, she doesn't have to talk to me about it anymore, which is really I know, quite but nice. I'm going to. No, okay. And then I'm going to get that look <laughs> where you'll be like, shut the fuck up, Lorraine. Do I ever give you that look? Yeah, all the bloody time. <laughs> One thing, Harry, face. <laughs> you cannot hide the face. It's a good job we're doing a podcast, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's not bloody video. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that. And like anyone else, just at home a lot because of the ood. Was it? As I was, I watched a comedy with um, my latest crush, Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh God, I love him. Um, and he calls it the vid because of the vid. Yeah. So, well, everyone was calling it Rona. Yeah. But he was calling it the vid. Yeah. So I think that sounds cool. Yeah. If Kevin Hart can say it, I can say it. Um, so yeah, I do. I have such a crush on him. He's cool. Yeah. And Sean Astin. I've been thinking about him a lot lately too. <laughs> Okay. I don't know why. So, Harry, moving swiftly on, what have you been doing? Uh, do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I've had a pretty boring um, nine months. I mean, I've, I've going to bore them with your boring. I'm going to. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to suck the life out of you. Why is it been so boring? Why is it been so boring? I like toilet. <laughs> I've gone. Do you, you know what? I'm so. I'm not. I try not to be a resentful person. Oh, okay. We're going there. Yeah, we're going straight <laughs> in there. But like everyone during the whole COVID lockdown, blah, 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 let's get creative. Let's do all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, just like, fuck yeah, I've, I'm. And you're you, a really creative person. Exactly. Yeah, you're probably like the most creative person I know apart from like Spielberg. Oh. Oh, sorry. Did I go too far? <laughs> no, that's the nicest thing. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm tearing up. <laughs> That's so nice. Um, oh, I don't know how to recover from it. <laughs> and I'm so glad I recorded that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I, I went the other way. I, like, feel like the creativity has just been sucked out of me. And I think that's part of the reason mm-hmm. we had a bit of a break as well. Yeah. So I'm sorry about that. That's okay. It's okay. But we're back now. We are back and raring to go. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the creative juices flowing. Um, nice one. Ew. Okay. <laughs> and I am very excited about where cinema's going now that, you know, everything's sort of slowly coming back. Yeah, um, trip to the pictures, man. I need to stop calling it pictures because people make making fun of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Can I just say, because Lorraine's um, not the one wearing the headphones right now, it's quite echoey, so uh, because we're in my dining room. We're... Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> we're face-to-face uh, yeah. recording. Cheek, cheek, cheek. <laughs> well, we were early. You got right in my face. I know, but I like there. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, just just apologising about the noise. I will do my best to edit that in post. Okay. Okay. She's the, the editing pro. Like probably me. not you're probably like way... no re- i'm really not <laughs> i don't believe that i don't believe yeah. that okay what are we going into we're going to call this segment the latest so it's like what we did before but we've just changed, changed, just the, changed the name, name. <laughs> i'm trying to change the name oh should we just tell them what the episode's about overall oh god yeah i uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, oh i missed this okay okay uh so yeah so in our first ever episode we um we gave you our top five films of all time. Yeah. And film buffs, you know, that you can't limit it just to five. No. Um, so for this episode, as I kind of like ease in back to the podcasting together life, um, we're going to do our next top five. Mm-hmm. So that's what this episode is going to be about. Uh-huh. So, uh, but, but yeah, before we do that, we're going to give each other the latest of what we've uh, been watching and all that shiznay. Uh-huh. 
So, Lorraine, kick us off. Well, the first thing I've been doing is re-watching a show that I love, and I've watched it millions of times before. And I did read that if you watch a show over and over again, it's meant to be a sign of, like, extreme mental issues in your head. Fuck. Exactly. We're all fucked. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't believe that for one minute, because I'm completely sane. Um, I've been re-watching Schitt's Creek. Okay, Uh, yeah, that's good. I fucking just love it. I love it so much. I'm in love with... Uh, Danny Daniel Levy I want Danny. him to be my husband and um I don't yeah. think that's gonna happen why because he's not into women from what you know do you know what I, I I'll yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> but you know in my head he can be I know you look like Stevie and I know you channel Stevie but... I don't I've got I don't have the dark hair <laughs> I was anymore. actually just as I said that you yeah, yeah you you've I need to... Lorraine is like can I just say, she rocked up at my house looking well snazzy. Yeah, because like, I'm like, so snazzy. <laughs> but like, you're very much like, you know, you're a casual person, right? That's yeah, I, okay. how we bond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she turns up, she's got this like black and white Kim Kardashian vibe going on. Oh, she's Jesus. Got, she's got blonde hair and she's had black hair. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling it. Yeah. I'm feeling yeah. it. I'm in with all the kids. So what have you been watching? <laughs> um, I didn't do anything. You put your elbows on the I table. St- I have elbows. <laughs> Float them about like I do. I look like I'm gesturing oh God, in a plane. I forgot how bossy you were. Do you want the headphones? You no, can have them. I don't want them. All right. Well, I'm, just... I'm not ready for that type of commitment. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been watching... Um, I finished it last night, actually. Uh, the last, uh, well, the latest and last series of Younger on Now TV. Oh, I've never watched that. I think you'd like it. It's um. It's about murder. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's about this woman who um, had a child really young and gave up a career in uh, publishing, and then is struggling to get back into that okay. um, once her child's like old enough to leave home and she's 41 and she pretend, pretends to be a 27 year old oh. and um i mean it's just gentle and harmless and a bit raunchy so oh, okay. um but yeah it's finished and i had to say i wasn't overwhelmed by the last series but it was the rest of it was fine so I, I think as an easy watch i'd recommend it oh. what about you um yeah there's been on netflix lately there's been a lot of um stop laughing harry i can see it the laughing starting um some true crime documentaries no shit so like the son of sam the dennis nielsen one night stalker um so all these things are coming out i think a jeffrey dahmer one's coming out soon and um yeah i i is enjoy enjoy i i find them interesting yes i find them interesting yes obviously i don't enjoy murder but um yeah what but you do well, I'd rather they weren't murdered. Um, that would be a good documentary. I wasn't murdered. Oh, and um, that reminds me, yeah. Hilary Burton of OC of the uh, One Tree Hill fame, and recently The Walking did I Dead. Wa- I didn't watch that. Did I? You didn't know. Okay, but she's just done a documentary on people I think who were wrongly accused of murder. Yeah, no, those ones as well, because like obviously that sucks. Yeah. yeah, if you didn't do it, but I think oh. you might like that. Yeah, cool. I'll have a look. Um, yeah, so I've been watching them. Um, and yeah, they're good. The Night Stalker one was really good. They they, they did... I, I felt that one was done well. Son of Sam was okay, but I felt it was too long. Um, and the Dennis Nielsen one was interesting. There was another one on, I can't remember what it was, but they really... Oh yeah, the, um, the hotel one with the girl that died in the 
in the I can't remember the fucking the Cecil Hotel. Oh, I've heard they about dragged that. the shit out of that one. Um, so that could have almost been done in an hour. But uh, yeah, so they've they're they're kind of doing. I probably they're probably going to bring more and more of these things out now. But they are interesting, and I think you know if you're not, you know if you're kind of new to true crime, maybe it's a good way of kind of like listening to some things and stuff like that. But yeah, so I've been watching a lot of them and finding them very interesting. Cool. Mm. What true crime stuff have you been doing? Uh, it's not true crime. <laughs> <laughs> it's fictitious crime in a like, movie. Oh, <laughs> oh. what movie's that? <laughs> uh, so it just came out, came out, uh, came out on um, Amazon Prime this week. <laughs> called The Voyeurs. Okay. And it's it's raunchy. Um. <laughs> what if you just said about younger? <laughs> it's raunchy. You're, this, you're probably watching that. Is it Sex Life? Sex Education. No, oh, no, no. no I've heard life. it. I haven't. No, because I just. Well, think... it's raunchy, so you'll probably <laughs> like it. Friends of Harry's mine. a pervert. I one. am a pervert. No, friends of mine have told me about sex. Do you know what? I'm not what? on my own in this. I've I've had conversations lately. I've been to a few weddings, and lots of people, lots watch... of brides, are like, "Oh, <laughs> I need the raunchiness now more than ever." <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah no the voyeur is actually it's it's not great but it's an interesting concept i think so um it's about this uh, couple who move into a flat with huge windows in mm. montreal and they're like yeah our life's amazing we love each other blah, blah blah and then as they're celebrating they see um another couple in a flat over like the gap in another flat um taking photos and like, what of them no 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 of just each of each other. other and it's like gets steamy and then it just like progresses and they can't stop watching this other couple and they're big they begin to get obsessed with it and it's all about like what's appropriate to look at basically so they're perving on their neighbors yes okay. um but it har- not appropriate <laughs> but it harkens back to kind of like like 90s era erotic thrillers like basic instinct oh, and um fatal attraction fatal attraction so it, it kind of like it feels like a, a bit of homage to to those um mm. i mean we, we watched that i watched the whole thing whilst alec was like planning a stag do at the, in the corner of the room and he had like headphones on talking to the uh, the best man and he just occasionally kept looking at the screen going what the fuck <laughs> what are you watching yeah. what are you watching and then are we was, gonna do that later <laughs> <laughs> So yes, I watched that. Um, it's all right. It's nothing amazing. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, the next and last thing is um, Audible. They were doing... Audible. 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 All right. <laughs> they were doing a deal for 99p for three months. What? Yeah. So I just like snap that motherfucker up. And <laughs> I got a book called... Because um, I love John Douglas. Mm-hmm. I want to I go out for dinner with him <laughs> and um the killer shadow so I'm listening to that what's that about the moment um murder and death and the KKK guy John sorry I banged the table I know um <clears throat> Joseph Franklin so yeah about death and shooting people and all that kind of stuff so yeah I've only just started <laughs> it but um I mean I've heard of the guy obviously but um the murder guy um so yeah so I'm listening to that okay um but I had to stop it because it was a bit, you know, hardcore. So I'm so, I mean, I know I'm into my true crime, but I, I have my limits. I'm going to continue listening to it. But, you know, as soon as I start mentioning certain things, I'm like, sorry, I hit the thing. As soon as I start mentioning certain things, I just like, uh, but yeah, I'm listening to that. Because I do, anything that John Douglas does, I 
you like yeah yeah and obviously mark uh all shaker he he does a lot of stuff with him as well he's one of the other writers cool um so what about you what's the last thing that you want to listen to i haven't been listening to anything but i've been reading um i can hear it what my phone that's uh, somebody's phone Yeah, stopped. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't been listening to uh, anything really, apart from You're Dead to Me podcasts. But mm. um, I've been reading a book called The Book of Two Ways by Jodie Pigou. I think mm. that's a Pigou. Pigou. <laughs> She's had a few movies made yeah. in her books. And this book is interesting. Um, I thought it would, to be honest, I thought it would just be an easy read. That's mm. why I, I got it. I just, you know, when you just need that. Um, and I thought it would be like a romance thing, but it's it's more than that, way more than that. She, um, the main character, Dawn, she's a, a death doula. So she, it's really interesting. So she helps people whilst they're dying, basically. So she's not, she can't like medicate or anything like that, but she's like, if, if you know, if they want ice cream at like three o'clock in the morning, she'll go and get it. Aww. If they need stuff to do with their solicitor sorting out, she'll sort it out. Yeah. She or, or she'll just be in the room with them, that kind of thing. And it's really interesting. But also, like, she's, she's a death doula in the present, but um, something happens at the beginning which makes her go back to her roots, which was in... Um, archaeology egyptology Mm. and so you look like i'm learning loads about um the egyptian ancient egyptians which i just like i'm obsessed Mm. with anyway yeah so it's just it's really interesting um and uh, i'm I'm racing through that right now cool right then let's move on to our next top five movies of all time all time maybe (laughs) maybe (laughs) uh lorraine kick us off Okay, so I'm going back to 1971 in a film that was directed by Adon Siegel, and that is Dirty Harry. Oh, yeah, we've chatted about that one. Yeah, yeah. I um, So just a quick thing for anyone who doesn't know, this stars Clint Eastwood as Harry Callahan. He is a police detective who he kind of plays by his own rules when it comes to his job. And in this particular one, he's trying to catch a killer who is a sniper. He gets up on buildings and stuff and tries to kill people. And that sniper is Scorpio, who's played by Andrew Robinson. And he is terrorizing the city of San Francisco. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I was just thinking, Scorpio. Like, what a name. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not dissing it. I enjoyed this movie. It feels like you are. (laughs) Have you watched this? Yeah, I watched it for that episode we talked about it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, good. I love that you remember. Oh. <laughs> I remember nothing. But yeah, this I absolutely love this film. I don't know much about the other ones, the other four that go along with it. It's four. There's Magnum Force, The Enforcer, Sudden Impact, and Deadpool. Wow. Um, the Deadpool, not Ryan Reynolds. Um, <laughs> How good would that be? I know. <laughs> that would be, actually, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, so he, Eastwood retired from that particular character i think he was like 58 at the time um how old is clint eastwood he's 91 i think and he's, he's got another movie that he's directed is he? he oh my god yeah he's just but he's you you know how i feel about clint eastwood i do know i absolutely love clint eastwood he's just like you know i've uh, we we talked about the good bad and the ugly i mean obviously grand torino bridges of madison county mm-hmm. you know i've seen him in so many things and i just <coughs> I just think he's amazing. 
I, I watch this film on a regular basis and it's just one of those ones where, and he has those classic lines, you know, that did you fire six shots or only five? The whole thing about, you know, if a guy's, you know, because he, he's having an argument with one of the guys and uh, his boss and he's like, uh, intent. He goes, how do you know it's intent? And he's like, well, if I see a guy chasing a woman down the street naked with, his, you know, with a hard on um, and a knife in his hand, I figure out he's not, you know, collected for the Red Cross type thing. So he's this cop that like has his own rules, but he doesn't like, everyone knows that Harry Callahan doesn't like people, but he will do whatever he can to stand up for the innocent. Yeah. And that's what I like about him. He might not like you, but he will make, if, if you're innocent, he's going to make sure that you're safe. As he, If he can keep you safe, he's going to keep you safe. And it's just a great role. And he's, Eastwood, whenever you see him act in anything, he's just like, he's just so chilled yeah you know even in this like you know he's just everything about him is just so calm even in a stressful situation you feel calm because of him and he's kind of like that all through his um his films like even good the bag and the ugly like you see him and you know gran torino he's this old miserable miserable man but he's just like you know he's chilled <laughs> i just i just i i just think this is um I just think this is a great film. You know, he doesn't play favourites. He just, you know, he does the job. And it's how cops should be. Yeah. I feel personally. Ooh. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're any religion, race, whatever, uh, sexuality, his job is to protect you. And that's it. Yeah. But he hates you all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that would be a film. I mean, that almost made... Uh, my top five the first time around. I know. I'd forgotten how hard it was to select a top This five. was really hard because yeah. the first time around I had uh, Science of the Lambs, Aliens, Shining, yeah. uh, All, about, All Eve. about Eve and I think The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And they are like just still to this day five just of my favourite. Everyone yeah. knows like that Science of the Lambs is my favourite film if they've listened to this or Once Upon a Nightmare. Um, but this is definitely you know up there but it's just a great cop film and there's not i mean there's a bit of blood but it's not a big gore fest no. it's not a big over the top it's just this guy who is good at his job and will do what it takes to take down the bad guys i enjoyed watching it and i think i said this in the episode in which we talked about it but because there were loads of areas in it uh, which I'd been to in San Francisco. I've never been to San Francisco, but yeah, I know, I know you have. I want to go. Like Dev has been a couple of times with, um, with work. He he would go and visit, but um, yeah, I've never cool been. Place. I've been to California, but not not San Francisco. But I'd love to go. You know, we should go. We should go. We should go. Yeah, we should go when it's like because isn't it Big Pride Week over there and all that kind of stuff? I don't know. I think they do it big over there. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd love to see all that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is definitely, um, it's not like it's my fifth one. I'm just, put, I think I'm putting them in order of um, when they release, but yeah. I haven't done that. No, I I, I, I did it because of another person I record with sometimes. And he's like, it has to be a numerical order. If he's listening, sorry. I was going to say, if he's listening, he's like, bitch. No, <laughs> I think he's used to me at this stage. But yeah, he's always like, because that makes sense, Lorraine. It's logical. And I'm like, okay. <sighs> Do you know... I'm not a jealous person, but hearing you mention that you podcast with other people now, I mean, whew, it hurts a He will never be you. <laughs> he you will when it that. comes to horror, but... 
<laughs> I know. I used to remember when you'd always be like, can we just talk about something horror? And I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, why I have him. <laughs> well, thank you, mysterious man. <laughs> He's not that mysterious. <laughs> cool. So what about you? What's your first one? Okay. Um, please bear with me. I haven't really spoken to many human beings in the past nine months. <laughs> so if I, got, I can't get my words out, that's why. Um, I mostly talk to a cat these days. Um, so yeah. Pretend you're talking to the cat. Well, then I'd just be talking to <laughs> Don't pretend you're talking to the cat. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, my first movie is Almost Famous by Cameron Crowe. And this came out in 2000. And mm-hmm. there was a big fuss about it at the time because it's awesome and um, that's it. <laughs> the end. Yeah, no, I liked that actually. I like it because it's based on his life, isn't it? Kind of yeah. loose. Is it loosely? It's semi-autobiographical. Yeah, um, yeah I like that. Yeah, it's like a, a mixture of comedy and drama and it's set in the early 1970s and tells the story of uh, a teenage wannabe journalist called mm. William Miller and he's commissioned randomly um to write an article on the fictitious rock band Stillwater for Rolling Stone magazine Mm. and uh, Cameron Crowe had a similar experience um but it's just I mean uh, I just I just love it it's it's so um it just evokes the era so well Mm. it's one of those movies that completely absorbs you into it do you know what I mean like you can you can you can feel the clothing on you you yeah. can you can smell the smoke in the room you can f- f- uh, uh, the sociological sociologist or whatever i listened to once said that when people are in the room together and they're listening to music she calls it a collective effervescence you can feel that in this mm. movie and that's why I, re- I really love it um and i don't think there's really one character that you don't like in it was this kate Katie was it Kate Hudson? Kate Hudson is is this her like was this her this was her breakout role wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it? it was wasn't it? Yeah, she plays Penny Lane. Yeah, um, and she's a groupie. For, mm. No, a band aid. Sorry, was oh, that what they call them? <laughs> That's what they oh, call. Okay. And she's in love with um, one of the guys in the band, isn't she? The lead singer. I can't mm. remember that. That's terrible, isn't it? Russ, Russell. Mm. I think <laughs> she's in love with him at, played by Billy Kudrup and he's the lead guitarist in the band Stillwater and he's married um yeah but like and William's very young isn't she yeah, yeah. And, and like William Miller is in love with her as well yeah um anyway yeah she was she's really good in the role there's this moment in it when he tells her that um <laughs> I gotta remember his name Russell yeah I'm just gonna call her Russell um traded her in for like beer a couple of beers or something and she just kind of smiles and like wipes like tears from her eyes and goes what kind of beer and it's just so bittersweet it's just mm. she's she's really good in it um but like what I like about the movie is that I mean I don't know about you, but like my dad was massively like was part of that era, and like I was raised on like music like Led Zeppelin and David Bowie and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So a lot of the music used in it, The Who, Simon and Garfunkel and stuff, it's 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 used really well, yeah. and it's just like a again a bittersweet sort of um, love letter to music, and it's just it's got a great soundtrack. Um, and the one moment it's really famous it's I think it's probably the best moment in the movie is when the the, the group the band the group the band-aids William Miller they've yeah. all just like gone through a dark time where they're like 
what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Do we love each other? Do we want to keep doing this? They hate each other, basically. And they're on the band um, bus. And then Tiny Dancer starts playing and they all sort of start singing to it and they're just like, yes, this is why we're doing it. We love music and it's just so good. And that's the first time I'd ever heard that song. And I was just like, this is a great song. John? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, it's a great movie. If you love 1970s rock music and all that kind of jazz, just give it a go. And Yeah. Cool. Do you like it? I did. I enjoyed this when I watched it, actually. I did. And I remember... um, Kate Hudson. I mean, I like Kate Hudson anyway, um, but I thought she was great in it. Yeah. No, I thought that was a good film. I did. I enjoyed that when it came out. Good. What's your second one? Well, my second one is a 1976 film that was directed by a John G. Avildsen, and it's Rocky. I have a confession. Have you never seen Rocky? I've never seen it. <gasps> I've seen clips. I've never seen oh the whole thing. Or Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's okay, it's okay. No, Rocky. Um, obviously, it was written and direct, uh, written and starred Sylvester Stallone, and it was kind of a role that he had to fight for because they obviously didn't want him. He wasn't the money because he wasn't in. You know, nobody knew who he was basically at this stage. Because when the um, script got picked up, he was on the verge of selling his dog because that's how broke he was wow. and. Didn't he write it? He wrote it, yeah. And there was a budget for it of X amount and they lowered it because he insisted on starring in it because they wanted people like, I think it was, uh, I think it was people like um, Robert Redford and, you know, kind of like these big actors at the time. And uh, he was, no, I'm doing it. So the the, the producers that found it, they mm. were like, they, I think they kind of saw something in him. Yeah. And it paid off because I think, God, there must be, what's there, nine Rocky films with Creed and nine. Balboa. There's definitely quite a few. Um, wow. I've seen Creed and I love that. Yeah, no, that's a great film because that's what with Michael B. Jordan and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they have, they went on to have like quite the, the franchise and uh, it paid off because yeah. it turned, I mean... This is a film that I, so what did I say, 76. Obviously, I was only two in 76, so I wouldn't have saw it then. But I did see it in the very early 80s. And I remember, like, films like this coming out and people being, like, really... Because it, like, seems like of him running up... I don't know if you've seen that scene. Him yeah, running yeah. up in Philadelphia. He's running up the stairs, um, the steps. And he gets up to the top and he starts jumping around. And, you know, things like that stick in people's mind and stuff like that. And I think as well because... You know, it was a time when a lot of people would watch this and they wouldn't have much money either. Mm-hmm. And it, the, him as a character in this also didn't have money at the time. And I think he gave people like this sense of, you know, you can achieve this because he goes on to fight like this heavyweight champion who is um, Apollo Creed, who is played by, what's his name? Ah, I can't remember his name. Fuck, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, so he plays, he, he goes fighting against him and obviously everyone's rooting for this guy. Yeah. Uh, th- I mean, as in they think that he's gonna he's gonna win it and um, he doesn't. Like, he, well, none of them do. They do that whole thing at the end where they both fall. And it's kind of like one of these things where you're expecting Rocky to win. Yeah. You know, you're expecting him to jump up and doesn't. Obviously it leads on to more and more. But yeah, I just think it is... It's such a simple film, um, but I think it's a film where, yeah, you can look at it and be like, 
It's a powerful do you know story. I, I can do it. I can do it. And Sylvester Stallone is just fucking. Oh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, that's Apollo Creed. <laughs> I do. I come to. I keep on wanting. He looks a lot like Billy D. Wallace um, from I think Star Wars. So yeah, he uh, right. He. I hope it's Star Wars. You know me and Star Wars. We don't get on, but yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> he. Um, yeah, it's just. It's just. I absolutely adore this film, and I am obsessed with Sylvester Stallone. You are. I uh, my she brother is. is going to meet him. What? Yes. In a couple of weeks, he's going to meet him with his friend Dave, who is equally obsessed with him, and they're going to this weekend dinner thing. And um, Dolph Lugdrun is apparently going there, Schwarzenegger, and like it's just going to be this amazing thing. And I'm so jealous. Why? Why aren't you going to this? I think it's because it costs a lot of money, and they have more. My brother has more money than me. Um, (laughs) Emma, if you're listening, buy me a ticket. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so it's. I, I mean, I've gone and seen uh, Stallone yeah. at a chat and it was just like amazing. So I've seen him in person, but he's just, I, I, I recently watched Rambo, The Last Blood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I think I might actually do it for my other podcast because while it's action, it's fucking brutal. But Stallone's like, because I think he's like in his 70s now when he did, and he's just still so good. He's such, he's not this guy I feel like gets enough credit for what he can do. Like you watch things like The Expendables and obviously Rambo and all that kind of stuff and Rocky. And he's just good at what he does. And I think (laughs) he needs more recognition. I don't feel like he gets it quite like the other A-listers do. He's alone. Yeah, I don't think he does. I feel like, you know, you get your like Tom Cruises and your, you know, Nicole Kidman and Streeps and all that kind of stuff, Jack Nicholson. Uh, they're all a certain thing but I feel like with Stallone it's like if you're into action if you're into your action you'll get it whereas I feel like he I just think he's an amazing actor and I absolutely love him I think you're right I mean I don't know much about him but the fact that he wrote Rocky yeah and he had no money and he had yeah and and his performance in Creed as well like I I think yeah he he gets typecast sometimes yeah he does but he I think as well with him, because obviously if he was selling his dog at the time that this this happened, he's obviously experienced poverty. Yeah. And even though when you watch the Rocky films throughout, you he and he starts to make money, mm. it never changes him. He's mm. still Rocky, like, you know what I mean? He he doesn't you know, he's got his wife and his kid and stuff like that. And he's got all this money yet his brother-in-law's a bit of a prick poorly um but he just doesn't he just doesn't change and i don't know i mean obviously i may be wrong but i feel like that's who he is stallone stallone himself i may be wrong i may be wrong obviously i don't know him but um yeah and you feel like you know i just do i just (laughs) i just love him so much i just think he's such an absolute great actor Mm. and i just i don't know i just i just absolutely and nostalgia it's a, it's a huge part of it. So, like, if you haven't you haven't seen Rocky, honestly, it's just one of those movies where you're like, I can fucking do anything. <laughs> Maybe that's what I do need to watch. But watch Rocky. Yeah, okay. Honestly, it is. Yeah. And, like, it's just, you know, Adrian. Like, when you hear that, you're just like, oh, I'm coming. Alec. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I want to jump in the screen and you hug me. Like, do you know what I mean? But, no, honestly, okay. amazing film. An amazing actor. I love him so much. Cool. I'm obsessed. You, you've actually... I want to watch that now. Watch it. 
and then I will <laughs> and then be nice about it <laughs> okay yeah if I don't like it I won't do it no don't I don't think I could handle it I don't that would be end of our friendship it will <laughs> and I'm not joking <laughs> cool okay go on go on before because obviously I could talk about this fella for ages go on with my second one yeah sure okay uh yeah so um my second film is kill bill volume one directed mm. by written and direct co-written and directed by quentin tarantino in 2003 that's a good film it's a good uma film. thurman in that is <laughs> she's my idol in that movie because <laughs> i was looking through mine and i was like oh apart from one of my other films i don't really have much women in mine and i was like oh shit but then i looked through my original films and it's full of women. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm representing the women here. I'm representing them all. <laughs> well, I did, do you know, you've really thought about this in terms of period and, <laughs> and like, all giving the men the a chance. And stuff. And I was just like, I like this, I like this, I like this. Let's play Wildcat. cat. Yeah, so Kill Bill Volume 1, because there's two, we won't talk about the second one. For reasons, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's about a character known as the Bride, played by Uma Thurman, and she is wreaking vengeance on a team of assassins and their leader, Bill, after they tried to kill her and her unborn child on a wedding day. Fuckers. Really? I frown upon that kind of behaviour. Uh, so do I. <laughs> um, so overall, this is... Uh, well it's uh, an homage to like grindhouse cinema including samurai and martial arts films as well as black exploitation and spaghetti westerns and it's i know i know a lot of people judge quentin tarantino myself included but like it judge in what way he's a bit weird um <laughs> <laughs> but he is he's a, He's a bit of an odd guy, but you and he's done some questionable things from from this movie as well, which we found out afterwards with Uma Thurman and the the car crash and everything. What I don't know about this. Well, I don't want to go too too into okay, it. Okay, okay, yeah, um, let's skip that one. Well, no, no, because it, okay. it, 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 she um she there was a car scene and she said she didn't want to do it. She went, um, but he was like, no, nah, it's fine. This is all, you know, um, apparently. And she uh, was in quite a nasty crash, and um, there was a whole legal thing about it. And then all the Harvey Weinstein stuff came out, and yeah, not a good time. Um, And they didn't talk to each other for a very long time after that because they had a great relationship prior to that, where they came up with the idea. Oh god, yeah, because she was in Pulp Fiction, wasn't she? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. they came up for the idea of the bride during the production of Pulp Fiction. So it was a co co yeah they co-wrote this this character um but yeah you can't fault um quentin tarantino's love of cinema of like movies like this movie is really an ode to all those movies i think um those you know those those genre of movies like you know the martial arts samurai the and, and everything and um i just i love it and I don't say that lightly. I really love this movie. I and I love the style of it. Like it's like the the the, the yeah, just the style, the color grading, all that kind of stuff. Like the set design, the martial arts. I love martial arts films. Oh, yeah. Me too. They really do. <laughs> I've been on a big Bruce Lee blade for it recently. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, blade. Um, but um, it's not just that. 
and I think you'll find this is a common theme in the, my favorite movies, but the soundtrack and, and not mm. just the soundtrack, but like the sound, like in this movie, I don't know why, but the diegetic sound, like the sound within the movie, mm. like the scenes really stays with me. I, there's this scene in this movie where the bride, well, spoiler, her name's Beatrix, you find out. <laughs> She's have, just about to have a sword battle with Orenishi in this snowy... Is that Lucy Lee? Lucy Lee, yeah, yeah. In this snowy um, scape uh, scene outside. Mm. And there's this water fountain and it just kind of goes... Boop, boop. I can't even do the noise. It's just like... Boop. It's like a bamboo mm. thing. The water comes out and it's just so calming. Yet you know it's the calm before the storm. It's really clever. And I don't know why, but I just... I, it just just gets me in the right place <laughs> and okay. then and then that esmeralda song kicks in as they start to like you know and it's just so well thought out and put together it's just oh amazing cinema and i just love this movie for that and because that's not just the only scene where he does that kind of thing he does it in other places like the fight with the crazy 88 in the blue in the house of blue leaves is i think one of the best cinematic things I've ever seen and I I think that took like six weeks to film isn't there a scene in this one where she like basically kicks the shit out of like a load of people that's it that's yeah, the crazy that age because I remember bits of it I'd, I'd need to like if we were going to do an episode on Kill Bill I'd need to watch it again yeah but there's bits of it that I can I can see she's wearing the yellow the tra- yeah. yellow tracks yeah. the iconic yeah. yellow tracks yeah Ode to Bruce Lee movies, yeah, and she just kicks ass, and like there's all the fight noises, like oi, 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 oi. Yeah. it's just so good, so good. I, I mean, I know that's not a great description of it, but that's just, I just, I just love it. Yeah. So, um, but also like a female lead, a female badass lead. Yeah. And like I grew up watching this movie, and she was just iconic to me. Like mm. Uma Thurman nails this role as well. She does. She's a good so, actress though. She's great in it. Very good actress. Yeah. And so. her daughter is coming up very close behind her. I like I know, her. She's I like good. Her. She's yeah. great in Stranger Things. Oh, she's brilliant in Stranger Things, yeah. And there's yeah. that weird movie she's done with Andrew Garfield, which I want to watch. Okay. Can't remember the name of it. But. She's in one of the um Fear Streets. I think it's uh, the second one, I want to say, or the first one. She's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. Quentin Tarantino. I haven't seen that yet. Have you not? No. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, I watched Because it. it's on for three hours and I'm trying to find a three-hour window to watch it. <laughs> it's good. And I said to my friend, Adam, I was just like, it's it's good, but I, I didn't think it was great. And he was like, watch it a second time, which I haven't done. And I was like, mm, okay. So you need a second so, Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. So, cool. What's your next movie? My next one is a Richard Donner film from 1978. And that is Superman. You and your brother love this movie, don't you? Oh my God. This is obviously the Christopher Reeve one. As Superman, the Margaret Kidder as Lois Lane and Gene Hackman. As <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, okay. So I know we have, especially today, we have the whole Marvel massive fucking thing and people aren't happy about the latest kind of DC films. I think that's what it's officially called, the Marvel massive fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I came up with it. That was a marketing thing. Um, I do like DC. Someone's like, they're so dark. And I'm like, yeah, what's your point? Um, But for me, Superman will always be Christopher Reeve. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Henry Cavill 
does a great fucking job. Yeah, I do too. The ones in between, let's forget. Um, <laughs> but I think Henry Cavill is amazing as Superman. But to me, it will always be... Like, Superman is my favourite action hero. I've, the Marvel and DC empires, it's Superman. And it will always be Superman. And no one can play Lex Luthor apart from Gene Hackman. No one can do it. And I will have no one do it. <laughs> there we go. I, d- I mean... Mike Jock. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, I can't compare because I've... I saw Superman. Please tell me you've seen it. I've, I, I, okay. As a child, oh, so geez. long time ago, <laughs> and um, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> well, I'm 34 now, so childhood was a long time. Yeah, gone. it was. Um, yeah, I, I, I did, and it was fine. It was entertaining, but like for for me, like um, oh God, I can't even remember the actor's name. He's got his own podcast called Inside You or something like that. But um, oh, Michael something. He, 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 in, okay, so there's a TV show called Smallville. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah that, I never watched it, but yeah, he he did a good job as um, Lex Luthor. That guy. <sighs> did he though? Yeah. I've never seen it, so I'm being. <laughs> I, I I can't. Comment. No, I think what it is is. But no, no, not no. It's no, Gene I mean Gene Hackman. Like, take apart from Lex Luthor, Gene Hackman is just like. I mean, he hasn't acted for a while. Um, you know, because he he's hasn't probably he's yeah. But retired. I think he's like stopped in his like late 70s or something yeah. like do you know what I mean he is still alive but um he's he's been going around for a while but like Gene Hackman to me is like again one like he up there with Clint Eastwood he's like one of the greats like do you know I've got go sorry on. I keep going but then there's that like movie of his which everyone's like it's his best role and all that so the oh, French, connection. French connection I've never seen it no I have it is good <laughs> yeah no Gene Hackman is just he's up there definitely is one of the best actors out there um and but I think again this is a nostalgia thing I remember watching this like my brother like my okay I have to tell you the cutest story so my child Riley thinks that Emma is Superman oh she actually literally thinks so so there's a pit Emma gave her a couple of pictures because Emma joked about it yeah 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 blah 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 um and he's got the blue eyes and the black hair. So it's basically there. He is. Um, and there's a picture of, um, I think it's in Emmett's uh, apartment where Superman is bursting out of chains. And Riley turns around to me and goes, oh, mummy, there's Uncle Emmett bursting out of chains. Oh. So she she really thinks that Emmett is in all these films. And so, <laughs> so we're just letting her, we're letting her believe that. Um, Mind you, when I first met Emmett and he walked into that kitchen... <laughs> He was Superman to me too, <laughs> and James. Yeah, and my my friend James. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot of um my friends have commented on my brother. But anyway, um, so I think with this film as well is it was at a time where like obviously special effects aren't what they are today, and we had these scenes, especially the helicopter scene, and I I mean that just blew me away. That when that helicopter fell down, like when she fell out of the helicopter, um, Lois Lane, because it gets stuck on the building. Do you remember mm-hmm. it gets stuck on the side of the building? Yeah. And she she falls out and he catches her and she's like, he goes, I've got you. She's like, you've got me. Who's got you? And then goes up and the thing comes down. And she's like, ah, and he catches that. And it was just like, this guy's amazing. <laughs> he can do anything. Something I agree Yeah. good scene, but something that always got me about the old Superman movies yeah. is like, how can you not tell 
that he's black. Oh, the fact that he, no, no, no. Yeah, but th- that's one of those things. You know the way sometimes you watch something and it's, the it's kind of a loophole thing. Lorraine, is that you? A plot hole thing. You're like, let's just pretend that we know. Yeah, no, no, I get that. Because when, like, you know, when you watch Cavill or when you watch Smallville, and, or, I've never watched Smallville, but I presume it's the same. And when that Brandon guy did it with Kevin Spacey, it's, you know, you yeah. know, but... Th- I think that kind of makes it more interesting that they're so like them, but yeah. nobody, because I suppose as well, you've got to think of it as like, nobody could imagine a human being being able to do what he does. So while you may look like him, how could you, why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I just thought, is that a bit like Spider-Man, Tom Holland? But I thought if Lorraine was Spider-Man and she was going around as Spider-Man, I'd know it was her from that accent. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing with that stuff over there? <laughs> well, you just cop the fuck up. <laughs> I am Spider-Man, not Tom Holland. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so I think maybe that's it. It's like you, like, obviously, like, there's this girl on TikTok and she does um, Scarlett Johansson stuff. And I thought it was oh, Scarlett. No. Yeah, I thought I it was Scarlett Johansson's page. I know who you mean. And yeah. then she's not, and I'm like, and she's with another girl who does Margot Robbie stuff. Oh, is she? Yeah. So I mean, like, I actually thought that was Scarlett Johansson's no. page because it. No, but it. I, she, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. When she's doing Black Widow, mm. it fucking looks like they her. do that. Oh, you can really dance oh, thing oh, together. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm driving my husband nuts with that because he's like, we're gonna have because I'm like, one. Dev, I really need to talk to you. And he's like, what? And I'm like, oh, and he's like, Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I get him a lot. But um, yeah, so it's just, I don't know. I, I've kind of lost my train of thought, but it's just nostalgia. A great fucking character. Like I said, my favourite superhero of all time. Like, I love all of Marvel. I love DC. I love it all. And I know DC gets kind of a bad rap lately, especially. But I do. I just think it's um, great. And I think Christopher Reeve was just... I mean, he just... When when Christopher Reeve kind of stood up, especially when he was Superman, even though he was wearing that... When you think about it, ridiculous outfit. <laughs> I mean, like, Cavill, they, they upgraded... They gave him something yeah. a bit better, looked a bit, bit better. But like Cav- uh, Reeve was basically in the stuff that I used to see my mum almost wearing when she went to keep fit. <laughs> you know, it was that much. But he felt that was him. He filled that out. And when he stood, he had such presence. And, yeah. You know, you just, you believed it. And he, like, the, he had so much, you know, the interest of others. You know, he really cared about others and stuff like that. And I, I just think it's an absolute great film. I really do. And I think if you, you know, you're going to, if you're new to kind of the superhero world, I feel like, because like Marvel for me came quite late. I don't remember Marvel when I was in my 20s, in the 90s. Did they do films in the 90s like they do now? I don't, if they did, I don't remember them. Uh, I always think of Iron Man as kind of being the star of it. Like Danny Jr. is Iron Man. No, I might be wrong, but I think the first sort of marvel marvel movie was the hulk with them oh edward norton eric banner oh eric banner see i don't think of any of them i don't remember i I mean now you've said it i remember it but i don't think of them i kind of think of marvel as they kicked off properly with with, with danny jr yeah Yeah. um whereas this was obviously back in the 70s and it was just it's good and even like the second one is great because you've got general zod and then in the third one, you've got like Richard Pryor and the, the big weird robot thing. Like, do you know what I mean? So just some really good films there. So 
Superman. Yeah. And he is my brother, just to let you know. <laughs> According to Riley. Anyway. Oh. Black hair, blue eyes. That's all it takes. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> your, brother, your brother was beautiful, wasn't I? What do you mean was? No, he is. He is. <laughs> I haven't seen your brother in a long time. We need to catch up. <laughs> oh, do you know? <laughs> Will I leave you to it? <laughs> I am in a relationship. <laughs> okay. Good. So go on. What What are you? What are you doing next? I was really unsure about picking this one, but I don't think that's fair to the movie because I do... I do love it. Okay. But I don't love it right now. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. You know how you can like really love something, but you're like, I'm not in... I'm the not... mood for it almost. Yeah. 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 I get that. I'm, I mean, we've talked about this movie before. I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast, but we've talked about our love of What is movie. it? It's Closer. <gasps> love that film. <laughs> but you have to be in the mood for it. Yeah. 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 So, and I'm not, I'm not. So I'm going to try and sell so it. So why did you put it on the... Because I do... Love it. Love it. <laughs> it's a great film. It's great. It's a great film. So this is a Who's movie... Who's the other girl in it? Because there's Natalie Portman. Who's can, the other... can I get to that? Sorry. <laughs> She's back. <laughs> so this is a, a Mike Nichols movie from 2004. And uh, it's based on the Patrick Marber play. Um, apparently that's based on... I didn't know this, but the Mozart opera, Cousy Fun Tutti. Which is actually Mozart? played... In the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about uh, a character played by Jude Law, who is a would-be novelist, and he falls for... Julia his- Roberts! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. And he, plays for, uh, he falls for a mysterious woman called Alice, played by Natalie Portman, <laughs> who uh, inspires his writing. Then we find out that he's getting his photograph taken by Julia Roberts. (laughs) 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 And she falls, he like falls, they fall for one another. And then um, for some weird reason, he then fucks around with her and hooks her up with a doctor played by Clive Owen. So Jude Law is going out with Julia Roberts, but then starts shagging around with natalie portman and then, no no oh, okay. he jude law falls for alice natalie portman okay i can't remember the other people's names that's why okay. <laughs> um and and then he gets he he gets his novel out and then he's having this also photo taken by julia roberts okay um and then he's just like yo you and she's just like hey you and then like Alice turns up at the photo shoot and then eventually they ha- her and Alice have a conversation like, and she goes, I'm not a thief, Alice. I'm not stealing your husband, your partner. But she is. And then Jude Law is like obsessed with Julia Roberts and he like does this weird online chat things pretending to be her. Do you remember? And they're like having sex and he, but he's with Clive Owen and then he hooks Clive Owen and Julia Roberts up and they fall in love and then Julia Roberts leaves Clive Owen for Jude Law and then it's just like so yeah. it goes on and on and on and it's so complicated yet the film is so simple mm. the, the the script is really stripped back it's really bare the dialogue is so direct and like angular and cutthroat mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. there's some lines in it i think we've talked about this before yeah. but like where clive owen goes he he's just really going at Julia Roberts to say, you know, tell me what you did with Jude Law. I wish I could remember the character's name. <laughs> tell me what you did with Jude Law. And she's just like, he tasted like you, but sweet. Ooh, 
but sweeter. And then he goes, thank you. Thank you for telling me the truth. Now fuck off and die. Oh, I remember that. Oh my God. It's the most brutal, like, Mm. bit of dialogue. And the whole film is just like that. It's simplistic, stylistic, and it's about truth. These people are telling the truth about their untruthful Mm. antics. And it's just, um, it's intense. And it's the first time in a movie where I really took notice of dialogue and how it can be a proper sort of interplay between people and to find out that it was then based on the play really made me intrigued by like what theatre could be so Mm. I thank it for that Mm. kind of thing so yeah Yeah. I think I think it's really good and I think everybody in it especially Natalie Portman but she's great she is great and I never rate like she was I've always loved her she's always like she's she was great in Leon and especially for considering her age and everything Mm. but in this, she was just, she was just a little bit above everybody else in her performance. I think. Yeah, but I think I think Natalie Portman's one of those actresses again. Like what I was talking about is how, uh, like Stallone, she's very up there, but she's not quite the A list of some that's of them. Right, but she yeah. should be. Yeah, you I don't know? think she cares to be. No, exactly, and maybe that's why because you know Stallone and the likes of her, they live quite everyday lives. I work as an actress, but I've got kids and a partner and i go off and do this type thing yeah um but yeah no i thought in that i just think that she's so good and i saw a a picture recently of her and um uh uh your man from leon i can't remember his name um jean reno jean reno yeah and it was like a now picture and i just thought oh because like i mean leon breaks your heart that film breaks your heart it's such a good movie it's such a good why haven't i put that in my top because i fucking yeah i'm kind of thinking why didn't i put that there yeah (laughs) it's it's such a good film we should do an episode on leon yeah it's it's such a good film but she she she's a great actress Mm. she is she's so she's so i almost feel like she's quite relatable you know yeah she is and what's weird she is relatable and then she's not she's untouchable which is yeah. I think I think it's what they're getting to at this in this movie like yeah. you think you know her and then the and end happens and yeah. she she is actually Jane plain yeah. Jane yeah. Jones yeah. spoiler um but that scene with her and Clive Owen as well mm. again it's very theatrical is that the the strip yeah. place yeah and she just she just fights him off with words yeah. like it's so it's so yeah, good Everyone, like, I tell you what, I never used to rate Jude Law as an actor. Even Jude when Law's I, a great actor. He's a great actor. Yeah. I, I don't know if you watched The Third Day on Sky or whatever. I don't think I've seen that. But, but he was phenomenal mm. in that. It's really weird TV. Um, and it was like three episodes and he went through some dark stuff. But then they did like a live broadcast. Mm. Like the TV show was live. They filmed it live for like 12 hours or something. And I obviously like waited and I skipped through and stuff. But he was there like digging for four fucking hours or whatever. Mm. And then like standing on a podium in the middle of the sea and stuff. And he was getting across these like intense lines. He's great. And I think he's really good in this because... He's playing a thoughtful character, but he's a dick, and he just he just mm. nails it. I think everyone's good. I in think this. they're all good. In they're this. all good. You in can't. It. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a really good movie. Cool, good choice. Sorry, I got really passionate about that. <laughs> Your next one. My next one is a 1986 film. I'm very nostalgic through all this. Um, a Howard Deutsch film, right. and it's called Pretty in Pink. Oh, okay, I've seen this. Yeah, so Pretty in Pink is basically, for anyone that was around in the 80s, you probably heard the name John Hughes. Sure did. He wrote this and obviously directed other films too. And it stars one, actually two of the Brat Pack 
which was part of the 80s and that is uh, Molly Ringwald and Andrew McCarthy and they were along with the likes of I don't know um, Emilio Estevez, Rob Lowe, Ali Sheedy, Mara Winham. There, there was quite a few of them and uh, Molly Ringwood was also known as uh, uh, John Hughes's muse oh. like yeah there was a bit of a weird thing going on there not I, when I say weird, it sounds worse than it was, but like, yeah, yeah he, he had a thing about her. Um, and it also stars uh, James Spader. And it's kind of this whole story of, for me personally, it's a lot about class. So Andrew McCarthy's character is Blaine and he comes from money and his friends, James Spader, comes from money, Steph. And then you have Andy, who Molly Ringwald and doesn't have money. And her friend is John Cryer, which is Ducky. And it's like their friends have a problem with them being together. So Andy and Blaine want to be get be together, but everyone has a problem with that because one's rich and one's poor and you can't mix, apparently. Right. Um, yeah, but it also is a film where, because obviously 80s is my... While I, I'm very much of the... I mean, I maybe people may look at it differently, but I'm very much... If you're born in the 70s, you're an 80s kid. If you're born in the 80s, you're a 90s kid because... Sorry, because... If you're born in 1987, you don't remember the 80s. No. You know, whereas you She's remember... pointing at me. Yeah. No, no, it's true. <laughs> I was born in 74. I don't remember much of the 70s, yeah. but I remember the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's kind of that thing. And the 80s was like a massive part of my life. Mm -hmm. And this was one of the films that I just, I watch over and over again. I just absolutely love it. I mean, obviously it's about teenagers that look... Like they're in their thirties, but um, which was Aren't a big thing. All? Yeah, I know. I've never understood that. I'm like, could you not have Greece? Could you not have got teenagers that look like teenagers? Like, do you know what I mean? Especially because you and I work at universities, mm. and like looking at like eighteen year olds, I'm like, you look like babies. So. Well, I I went back to university as a thirty three year old woman, and some of them I'm like, Jesus, you look about fourteen. <laughs> Wow, you, you fit know? in really well because I didn't know your age for ages. No, I I know. I remember it was my birthday and Mark come up to me it's my birthday coming up and I was like yeah yeah Johnny. and he goes and and I said what age it was and he goes 34 I was like he goes oh I thought you were 24 and I was like wow I mean, um, you're in your 40s now and you look like you're in your mid-30s yeah so. I know but that's because I've got it going on <laughs> my key no actual creams are needed for your face <laughs> that's good knowledge I don't use any of them but anyway um yeah so for me I think I think for this is basically the biggest nostalgia thing on my list. Like while I know I've got like um, Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry isn't, I probably isn't nostalgia because obviously I was too young for that, but like Rocky and Superman were. But with this, it's massive and it's about teenage love. And you know, when you're so in love. And I remember actually saying the words. I know. About this guy to, I will never love like I've loved this guy. And then two days later, you fancy someone else. <laughs> Like, I, it's ridiculous when you're a teenager, like, yes. how many people you're in love with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all the issues that come with teenage life. And, you know, I think that, that that's what this film is about. And plus, the music is just so good. You've got, like, the, you know, the Psychedelic Furs song, Pretty in Pink. It's just fucking, uh, just a great film, like, a uh, great song. And, like, just all the way through, you've got all these amazing 80s stuff. And I, ju I just think it's a really good a really really good 80s film and I think it gives you the music it gives you the nostalgia it gives you the relationships that you would have had you know when you were a kid um but yeah I would uh have you seen it 
Pretty and Pink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a great film. Uh, I couldn't stand John Cryer in it. Yeah, but I don't think... I think the problem is with him. I don't think you're necessarily meant to like him because obviously there's probably a situation out there where some guy or girl fancies someone they can't have. But he gets really quite aggressive about it at some points. It's like, you know, it's 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 weird. Yeah. You know, and she makes a fair point. She's like, you know, you're you're getting mad at me because I'm with him, but that's like saying that people can't be with us because they have money. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. he's like, Oh, they they basically these rich people, they shit over everyone. She's like, Well, why should I dismiss it? Because he's got money. Yeah. You know, mm. you get annoyed at people dismissing us because they have money. So you want me to dismiss to dismiss him because he does, which is a fair point. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, he was a very annoying knob. Knob. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a likable character in this. Um, I think Annie Potts. You know, you one from Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was a really bad impression. What are you a fucking owl? No, <laughs> that's a reference to a conversation earlier. <laughs> um, so, like, she's in it, and uh, you know, I just, Harry Dean Stanton is in it. It's just, it's a good cast. He's her dad, right? Yeah, he's yeah. her dad. And you know, I think it's a lot of you know whole thing about class and stuff like that, but with some really good music in it. So, I would highly recommend. I love it when it goes back to the whole Brat Pack thing in eighties films. This is. Definitely up there as one of my faves. Oh, okay. You know, so, uh, yeah. Cool. What do you got? What do you got for me? Uh, what do you think's next? Oh, some fucking patient from England. <laughs> <laughs> you bang on the money, bro. <laughs> yes, it is. It's the English patient. I really need to watch this. I don't think you'd like no, it. No, I wouldn't. No. Is there any death in it? <laughs> Lots of death. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's directed by Anthony Minghella. Sorry. Rude. Uh, you told me to turn it <laughs> on. <laughs> it's directed by Anthony Minghella and it came out in 1996. Um, and I didn't feature this in my first top five, which I would have normally, um, but I wrote my dissertation. Phenomenal. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I wrote my dissertation on this. Uh, and Atonement, which I did mention in my first one, but I'd watched this movie like way more than the Atonement. Um, and yes, I, t- I talked about phenomenology. Phenomenology. <laughs> uh, Google it; it's interesting. Um, and but and so I don't think I've watched. I ha- I since uni, which is God, what like two thousand and ten. We finished. <sighs> okay. Have so, you not watched it since? No. Well, yeah. No, I hadn't. Oh, okay. So, but I did a couple of months ago, and oh, I is it still good? I love it. I love this. Is Ralph Fiennes in it and Kirsten... No? Yeah, yeah. Kristen yeah. Christi- Scott. Kristen Scott, yeah. Yeah. So it's a romantic war drama based on the novel by Michael Antage. I'm probably really pronouncing that badly. But um, And the film follows four characters in an abandoned um, monastery in Italy towards the end of the Second World War. And uh, there's Nurse Hannah, played by Ju- Juliette Binoche, fantastically, uh, with great hair. Um, (laughs) and she treats a badly burned patient she nurses in there and we discover the patient's involvement in a fateful affair during a series of flashbacks whilst the other characters including Hannah deal with their own forms of grief in the present and it's so despite the fact that it's a World War II movie essentially it's incredibly gentle 
um yet like the passion in it and i'm gonna sound so cheesy right now it's just ferocious <laughs> is that between ralph Fiennes and scott yeah it's just like it's a really intense love affair like mm. in an old school kind of way like it's brief encounter 2.0 do you know oh. what i mean <laughs> like they take it to the next level and i but that's not why i love this movie i fell in love with this movie from the first from the first scene which is the opening and it's just like this very uh um intimate close-up of a paintbrush painting a very simplistic picture of a human form and um it just intrigued me like I was like why am I connecting with this so much and obviously as an ad like this is like a teenager but as an adult I can understand why I'm a painter I get this is what phenomenology about is about it's about like you understanding the experience kind of that's appearing on well there's a bit more in depth than this but this is why what I wrote about like how I connect physically with what I'm seeing on the screen Mm. and as a painter like Mm. in it I completely understood what was going on on the screen and like I enjoyed what I was seeing I could feel the physical sensation of putting that paint on the the paper and like it just immediately pulled me into the movie and this is this is shown over uh, whilst like this Hungarian um, music is sung in the background, and you find out why that's played over the top of it. It's to do with the character of Almashi, which is the English patient played by Ranal Fiennes, and it's just it's just a very passionate film, and it's like very cinematic, and it's like um, very very gold and sandy because it's based in like the desert and stuff but then they talk like the, the like the conversations they have in it are really interesting like about Herodotus and like about the way they talk about like parts of the body and touch certain parts of the body it's just really interesting and like I think Christine Scott Thomas's character Kay Catherine she says I miss green I miss England and she just talks about like grass and stuff and you even though you're in the desert you feel homesick for England, even though mm. I'm in England with loads of grass, <laughs> like yeah. watching it. And it's just, it's very evocative, this movie. And I just, I just love it. And I, I think everybody's performance in it is fantastic and it deserves all the accolades it got. End. <laughs> oh, I really want to watch it. I need to. I don't want you to watch it because I, I do. I don't think you. Was like it like me with Silence of the Lambs? I was like, <laughs> don't watch it because if you say something bad, I won't be your friend anymore. No, no. Okay, yeah, you watch it and we'll see what you okay. think. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool, cool. What's your next one? I thought I would go with something a bit more modern because, as you have seen by all my others, they stopped in 1986. <laughs> so I thought I'd go with something more closer to home, and I've gone pure action, and that is Chad Stahelski's. 2014 John Wick. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. I love this. I um I love Keanu Reeves. I've been in love with him since the 80s. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> I think he's amazing. The 80s? Yeah, well, Bill and Ted was in the 80s. Was it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, and then obviously I think early 90s was My Own Private Hido with um, him in River Phoenix. Um, no, because obviously I, you know, I'm a bit older, and I, 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 I've known Keanu a lot longer than some of you. Um, we've been in a relationship for quite a while now. Um, I'm sure a lot of women say that. I know, I know, but I know I, I, I just I've you know, and then obviously went on to Point Break and you know stuff like I that. That movie. I know, but it's just Keanu. He's just fucking amazing. Um, I do. I love him. I love him. Um, and this, I suppose, had kind of like the whole Taken vibe 
you know, the bit of an older guy yeah. going off and uh, and doing stuff. And then, of course, they fuck it up because they take his dog, they kill his dog. You don't do that. No, you, you do, do not do that. Um, but what I love about films like this and films like Taken is you see these guys that are a bit older and... I, I, there's this wiseness there, is wiseness a word I don't know if it's a word but there, there's wisdom wisdom sorry <laughs> wiseness oh well well now it's a word um, but they just there's just because there's I think the longer you I mean obviously there's exceptions because people experience things from such a young age but obviously as you get older you know you, you things happen over the years and that kind of plays a part in how you are how you act how you look and I think with films like this and Taken is there's like a they're a bit beaten looking, you know. For sure, in this yeah, exactly. <laughs> and but they still look amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I just love that about it. And I think he does the whole because I think as well with Keanu Reeves is you don't know a lot about him when you think of all these celebrities that are being splashed everywhere. He's not one of them. Mm. And he hasn't been for years. Like, I don't know a lot about him. Apparently, he's dating a woman. And I, I can't even she's remember. She's an artist. She's an artist. You know what I mean? But I don't know a lot about him. Like, yeah. he's not on social media. All that kind of stuff. And it kind of also brings me back to, like, you know, the reason I love people like Betty Davis and the, like, All About Eve films is because I don't know anything about them. Yeah. You know, apart from what they've told us. Yeah. You know? And I think Keanu Reeves is kind of one of the actors that is that. Yeah. You know? Um, And also, like, this film has something that, you know, I love action films. And this has it in, like, if you watch all three. I know there's a fourth one coming out. Is the fourth one coming out yet? Of John Wick? Yeah. Have I seen it? No, no, no. Okay, so I haven't seen it. Um, So you've got the other three, and it's just, like, really good. And I love in this where he turns around and... so basically they fuck up his dog and then the son's like, who is Alfie? Um, oh, Alfie. Alan. Alan. He's your man from Game of Thrones. He's Lily Allen's brother. And he's like, oh, fuck him. Basically, he's acting like an arrogant little prick. And he's like, he basically, you know, you scared of the boogeyman. Well, this is the fucking boogeyman. Like, and yeah. I just love it. And it's just like, he's not over the top. He does what needs to be done. The action scenes are exquisite. It's yeah. kind of like, it gives me that high to kind of whole John Woo vibe. If you've watched, um, like, I think John Woo did Mission Impossible 2. 2, yeah. Yeah. And, the, like, the, the fight scenes are like a dance, but they're just done so well. And obviously, Keanu did The Matrix, so he's probably got a lot of martial arts from that, which I fucking love, because that also is, I feel like, a bit of a dance. Um, but, yeah, I just... I just think this is a great action film, and I think it's a great character, and it was nice to get something kind of fresh i feel like john wick was a fresh character for me i mean people may think obviously differently but like i feel like it was something i could get on board with yeah no totally i i really like the john wick movies i think the third one's actually my favorite um Mm. out out of that trilogy so far i just um for personal reasons it saved saved a day I won't go into (laughs) but um yeah he plays it really well and what's nice is like as the movie progresses he's not like I'm Superman I can come back from anything he's beaten oh god yeah and uh, yeah Keanu plays even though it's like 
a ridiculous movie, really. Oh yeah, when it comes to the action, it's way over the top. But... Yeah, he plays the the natural impact on the body, like mm. realistically, mm. Um, and that's what I appreciate. Yeah, he's not superhuman. No. He's just he manages to get away with certain yeah. things. Yeah, um, he's really hot. Oh, so fucking hot. <laughs> okay, yeah, he looks like your partner, but who cares about that? No, he he doesn't. He doesn't in my head. <laughs> but he is he's so gorgeous and he's just amazing and I just think it's a really fucking good film and I didn't realise until doing this episode that it's actually based on a real person no I yeah yeah it's like a Navy SEAL guy Marcus Luttrell and this operation he did back in in 2005 in Afghanistan and it's kind of based loosely loosely Mm. on that and um, yeah it's just I mean, obviously, there's lots of things going on in the world, and we're not going to get into that. But yeah. it, I just, I just think it was a really good action film, and it was kind of, I think, what, like obviously, I love the Expendables and stuff like that because that is just like amazing with all those amazing fucking Keanu Reeves needs to be in the fucking next Expendables film um, <laughs> with Liam Neeson, and I don't know, I just think it's it's an action film, but it makes you feel things. <laughs> You know, you feel things. <laughs> that should be on the uh, strap line for it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought I'd go with something a bit more modern. And because um, I was going to do Taken and I was like. Oh, I'm glad you didn't. No, I know. And I was like, but you know what? I need to shout out Keanu because he's my boy. <laughs> him, and, him and Clint. Oh, my boy. <laughs> and Stallone. Oh, my boy. Oh, my God. You've got all the boys. I've got lots I'm, of boys. I'm, I'm claiming Keanu. Okay. No, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. You're not. Is he on your list? My boyfriend looks like him. Is he on your list? <laughs> no, it's not. Exactly. So. <laughs> you don't get him. I get him. Okay, fine. You can go now. <laughs> Thanks. What's your last one? My last one is, um, and you've been going on about nostalgia and stuff, and this is um, this is an indulgence in that for sure. Um, so, um, yeah, it's it's Willow by Ron Howard in 1988. <laughs> From 1988. And... Um, in our previous episodes, we've always signed off with Harry is Tales of Peck, blah, blah, blah. Well, the Peck thing comes from this movie. Oh. So as kids, we, like my brother, my sister and I, we always like frequently watch this movie and it's it's not politically correct to say so, but there's uh, short people in it and mm. I was always shorter than my brother, so he always called me Peck. <laughs> That's where that nickname comes from. I'm not proud of it. But that's the history. Be proud. Yeah. So anyway, this is um. So this is one of the first fantasy uh, movies um that I was introduced to as a child. I mean, they were quite, they were quite popular back in when I was a kid. You had this, you had Labyrinth, you had Lady Hawk, you had uh, Legend. Uh, Lady Hawk. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. never thought about that film for a long time. Should we do an episode on it? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rick Hoyer and Michelle Pfeiffer, two very oh, beautiful people. Yeah. <laughs> Just having a thought there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that scene in Stardust when she g- gets the powers and she becomes she like goes, less, and she just yeah. turns around and looks and she's like, "Ooh, I'm like, yes, Michelle. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I'm there for that." <laughs> so so Willow. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's uh, written by George Lucas, directed by uh, Ron Howard, and um, it's did George Lucas write that? Yeah. So oh, wow. say what you want about. What year the, was it? Nineteen eighty-eight. Oh. Okay. So say what you want about he like is directing, but he knows how to write a story. Like he's oh, got the imagination. Yeah. 
but you can actually thinking about it this actually steals quite a bit from star wars so you've got do you know what i i look at with people like so if people turn around and say i fucking hate star wars i'm like i am not a star wars fan we all know that but you have to respect what that man has created. Oh, for sure. And that's the thing. So when people turn around and say certain things like, I hate like I hate Madonna, I'm like, Who fine, but you have to respect what that woman's done. Ooh. Like, do you know what I mean? And I think that's the thing with, with Lucas is the guy is a fucking genius when it comes to writing stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And but like thinking about this movie, you can see what he's kind of ripped up from ripped mm. off from Star Wars for a fantasy. Like mm. Like Han Solo could easily be sort of Mad Mardigan. Mm. Uh, I don't remember Willow, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Ooh, okay. okay, so it follows. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the Nelwyn village uh, and we have the character of Willow played mm. uh, by Warwick Davis. And he want, oh. he's a wannabe magician. Um, and they his kids discover this baby and he sees him like a marking on her and then the high Elwin, <laughs> Nelwyn, uh, t- says that, you know... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> about it <laughs> so you know this baby's special and he has to take the baby i spat all over myself <laughs> so you have to take this baby it's a special baby blah 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 and then he like discovers like brownies who are like these tiny like thumbelina type people then mad mardigan who's a, like a, an amazing warrior and then there's a, an evil witch type person who wants to kill the baby because she's like gonna kill her and all this it's that kind of fantasy do you know what i mean um but you can t- yeah you can totally tell how he based a few of his characters on the star wars stuff but it's just great there's magic there's knights there's like super good friendships going on and there's some really great one-liners but yeah like there's like the when the brownies are drunk they go like beer and like which way that way and stuff like that like you get from this movie and it's um it's great it's it's like for fantasy movies it's high up there as one of the best i think um and it's probably problematic from a 2021 uh viewpoint but fuck it <laughs> Sorry. No, no. do you know what i think while i think it's great to not do certain things today mm. i don't think we should wipe out history no i don't think we should um because I think people can learn from it. So For sure, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's this whole, yeah. yeah. But it's a great family movie. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, I think you should watch it. Mm. I really would like it. Mm. Well, actually, there's a bit of a scary bit with some trolls. Maybe when she's a bit older. A bit older. Yeah. 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 Cool. What's your last one? That I've none left. I did John Wick. That oh, was my was last, that your last one. one? That was your last one. No way. Yeah. Oh, it's over. Done. <laughs> my nephew there's a great video of him at christmas he's got like a tool belt on he's like four he's got like a tool belt on and something and he like saws at the door and then he like throws the equipment on the floor and he goes done <laughs> <laughs> and, Alec and, and that's I, what we are that's what we are we're done <laughs> cool. actually, actually like what are you looking forward to that's the next thing right what am i looking forward to I'm looking forward to doing our next episode, despite the fact that you... So our next episode, Harry decided to pick a spooky theme. And Spoiler. I thought, oh, great. And then she picked three of the most depressing films in history. There's time. We can change. No, because I've already done them and written them up. You're not fucking changing them. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, I, I, I cried a lot. I'm so sorry. That's okay. To put you 
through that. You are you, are you sure that. you want to do them? We could change. Yeah, because I've written them up. We're fucking doing them. <laughs> Can't yeah. you just do them on once upon a night? Then? No. Okay. They are nightmarish. I, yeah, well, we're doing them. You pick them. We're doing them. You've done your rave. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, you have to watch them, so don't you? I know. It's your own fault. But yeah, um, but yeah. Apart from that, I, I'm looking forward to the new Halloween Kills come out, um, mm-hmm. which is in a couple of weeks. So I want to watch that. What's that? I'm. I know nothing. Oh, well, you're being serious. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, Halloween, the new Halloween film, Michael Myers. Is this something to do with Danny McBride? Stabby, stabby, stabby. Yeah, I know who, like, Michael Myers is. Yeah, no, there's a new film. So basically, Halloween Kills is coming out, which is the new Halloween film. Another one. With Jamie Lee Curtis. Another one. Well, he's not dead, is he? So we need to I fuck... don't know. I didn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's another one coming out. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. And that's... I think it's released on the 15th of October, so I'm really looking forward to that. I've messaged my sister-in-law and I was like, we need to go see this, so hopefully she'll come and see it with me. Um, but yeah, I really want to see that. But um, apart from that, yeah, I haven't seen a horror film. I, I think the last horror film I've seen in the pictures was with Steve, with us. I think it was the last thing. Oh, I haven't seen that. That's a good film. Is that a good film? <laughs> that's a good film. That's a good film. Jez is so mighty. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm looking forward to. What about you me um well i'm gonna finish watching sex education oh me three. too i need to start watching that i'm so glad that's started. i watched three episodes this morning it's it's very good. good i just love adam and eric is eric the gay guy yeah and adam's gay too well he's, Ooh, he's not is he the lad that dad was a dick and then he's like the reason i'm being a prick to you is because i'm gay well, he's not gay he's bisexual okay but yeah but he was being a prick because he had feelings that he... Yeah, he's just... I mean, Connor Swindle is just such a good actor. And Nikita Gadwa. They're just so good. They, they, is they, that they, who those two are? Yeah, they're okay. just stealing the show so far. Um, but yeah, I'm going to finish watching that. And I'm really excited to get to the cinema to see the new James Bond. No time to die. Oh, is there another one? <laughs> he said that with such contempt. <laughs> Yes, there is. It's Daniel Craig's final outing as James Bond. Um, Does he die? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I hope not, because James Bond doesn't die. I know. But I'm excited for that. and I'm like, I can't even express how excited I am for June. Oh, yeah, I want to see that. Like, I'm IMAXing that shit up. Is it your man Shyamalan Ding Dong? Is he on that? <laughs> 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 Timothy Chalamet, yes, yes, that guy. I love him. I don't like skinny don't guys, but I love him. What was he in? Have I seen anything? Little seen? Women. Haven't seen it. Call Me by Your Name. Haven't seen it. <laughs> um, Lady Bird. Haven't seen it. Okay, well we're we're done. But I know who he is. <laughs> yeah, he's got fluffy Harry Styles hair. He does. He's a bit like Adam, don't you think? No. Okay. Well, end. <laughs> is that because you watched that Florence Pugh uh, interview on uh, I haven't seen uh, her she had she was on your favourite the Irish guy Graham Norton's oh. show and she said oh when I was filming with um, with Timothy Shamalay I got Shamalay I called him Shamalay and Dingalong and I, all her family I just literally watched the reel of that today <laughs> <laughs> so, I know where you get that from yeah. 
Is that where I got it from? That's where you got it from. Okay. Okay. Because you are addicted to that show. I am. Every week she's like, on Graham Norton. I'm like, do you watch anything else? No. I love Graham Norton. I actually watched him yesterday. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So thank you for listening to Mm -hmm. um, Show Me The Podcast. We're not changing our name Mm -hmm. and we're keeping our logo. Harry loves that fucking logo. (laughs) She's very attached. Don't you like it? I do, but you're very attached. I like that logo. I think it's classic. I like the logo, but you're very attached. I designed it. So That's why I you're know. very attached. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you need any illustration work, come to me. <laughs> Harry, not me. <laughs> I don't know. You designed your logo for... Yeah, I know, but it's not my thing. Okay. It's more you. All right. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> so, take us out, Lorraine. Yeah, so thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram as Show Me The Podcast and you can find us on Twitter as SNTBcast. Oh, I miss that. And if you want to find Harry, she is over at... I'm on Twitter as Tales of Peck still. Um, <laughs> and I am over at Once Upon A Nightmare on Instagram and A Nightmare Pod on Twitter. So yeah, you can find me there. And we will chat to you again very soon with something very spooky. Mm, yeah uh so before we leave you please kindly rate and review us on apple Podcasts or on the platform of your choice we'd greatly or appreciate pod chaser or pod chaser and you've been listening to show me the podcast bye no, thank you for listening I'm thank- just, are these are your <laughs> are they okay so thanks for listening and we will chat to you again very soon bye bye, bye.